morning, we have the privilege of uh, welcoming um, a couple that, uh, that uh, part of this couple grew up here. Uh, they're missionaries that we support, their family, their friends, their son, daughter, brother, sister. They're just amazing. But Samuel and Gabrielle Strandberg are here today. Can we give it up for them? Come on. They're going to come up in just a second. But Gabrielle, when you see her come up, she grew up here in this house. She grew up in Children's Church, and she went off on a mission trip. And the Bible says that the treasure is in the field. And when she was in the field, she found a treasure or Samuel found the treasure. They both found a treasure. And she met her. She met a, a young man by the name of Samuel. He promised her. He promised her a sleeping bag, coffee, and an adventure. And she said, I'll take it. And they actually got married here on this platform in this church. We've been supporting them. Samuel is all the way from Sweden. Gabrielle's raised here in this house. And we want you to welcome... Gabrielle and Samuel Strandberg here today. Come on, let's welcome them this morning. These are our missionaries. And they're going to update you of what God is doing in their lives. And Samuel's going to preach this morning. Now, before you say, oh, listen, I know it's been two weeks. But man, this young man can preach God's word. And uh, you're going to be delighted and blessed today. We welcome you, Samuel. We welcome you, Gabrielle. We love you guys. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much, Pastor Juan and Deidre. You two are so close to our hearts. We feel like we're home this morning. We've loved getting to see so many of your faces. Um, he stole my story. I grew up here. My life was changed on the floor of the riot, and God called me to missions. And this adventure that I was offered 10 years ago, we've been living. Um, we started in Ethiopia. We've been living in India. We've been living in Sweden. And for the last five years, we've been working um, to run a mission Bible school in Pittsburgh. But this spring, we started to feel that itch again. It's time to get our feet back on unreached soil. So we started to pray, and Kenya is our next step. So we sold our house this week and all of our belongings, and we're getting ready to move our kids, our six-year-old and our one-year-old, to Africa. So I just want to say thank you so much for encouraging us and speaking faith into us for sowing into us we're so grateful for you thank you thank you yeah, give my give my gabby a big hand when she goes down thank you jesus for gabrielle hey it's so good to see you this morning how are we doing doing good come on up and from the beginning you know there's something wrong with my accent i know that and if you don't understand what I'm saying, hopefully the person next to you does. So let them just interpret for you, okay? Uh, but I am from Sweden, yeah, that little tiny, tiny country up in northern Europe. But uh, I, I, I found the, uh, the best thing ever coming here to the U.S. My, my Gabrielle, yeah. It's awesome to be here. And I said this the first service, but being in this place... Uh, we just love it. It's like coming home. And one thing about being in Victory Christian Center every time is that you meet with Jesus. I love that. I love this place because Jesus is exalted here. And it's just something, uh, you know, I shouldn't say that. I read this this morning that God doesn't show favoritism. However, Jesus shows up here all the time. I love that. Uh, but did you also know that you have the best pastors on the planet? 
Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Juan and Deidre. Oh, and their whole family. We are so happy and honored. Thank you for uh, having uh, us here. And then everyone else that we know and new people that we don't know yet. It's so good. So good to be here. Uh, just like my, my beautiful wife said, we're, we're going now to Kenya. Okay? So we are working with a missions organization that is out of Sweden. Uh, but now we're headquartered here down in Pittsburgh. But we're called Mission SOS. And we're just... We're just fanatics about Jesus Christ, and we bring Jesus to people, groups, and territories, and areas, and nations in the world where Jesus is not yet known. And that is our passion. That is what we do. Uh, so now what Gabrielle and I and our family, we're going we're gonna to run, build up, and run a mission center down in southwest Kenya in a rural uh, town there among the Maasai people okay so we're, we, we're going to build a church there and then we're going to start a Bible school and slowly build up a mission center and we have a vision of planting 200 churches among unreached Maasai people in eastern part of Africa for the next 10 years okay so if you woke up and you felt like you have nothing to pray for just pray for that, okay? But we are super excited, and I know that I cannot heal a fly, but Jesus can do all things, okay? Uh, I'm super excited, but now I'm, I'm about to burst because I have a message here that I believe is from the Holy Spirit. And I've heard that you guys are in love with Jesus and you love the Word of God. Is that right? Now, if you are, if you are new here, or if you've been part of this place for so many years, I believe that God has something for you. And it doesn't really matter what you call yourself. You might call yourself a Pentecostal, a Lutheran. Someone might be a Muslim or a Hindu or a Methodist or a bicyclist. Whatever you call yourself, I believe God has something for you this morning. Okay? Uh, and this, this, this morning I will talk about faith. Okay, and if you take notes, uh, my topic will be three indisputable facts about faith. Okay, now, now some of you might say, oh, don't, don't talk about faith. It's always so much pressure. And, and I'm, I'm feeling anxious right now. But don't worry, okay. We are not just going to talk about faith. We are going to talk about what Jesus says about faith. We are going to talk about what faith actually is and really is. Okay, uh, faith is a beautiful thing. So I want to bring you to the word of God immediately. Okay, it's in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10. It's really, really a very famous uh, portion of scripture. But I want to read it for you and lay that foundation. Okay, Romans 10 verse 9 through 10. Are you guys ready? That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. I love that scripture. Okay, let me, let me say this from the get-go. Faith is God's greatest invention. Okay? The biblical faith, the Bible says, it is from your heart. It springs from your heart, okay? Faith is of the heart. 
Some people, they, they, they seem to be full of faith because they talk very much and they talk very loud. And that can be great. We should, we should speak faith and life. However, faith is of your heart. I love that. That's what makes, this, makes it God's greatest, greatest invention ever. Listen to me. When God decided to use an instrument for us so we can connect with him, so we can encounter him, so we can come to him, he chose faith. I love that. Listen, he could have chosen anything. He could have chosen wisdom. He could have chosen social status. He could have chosen history. He could have chosen race, wealth, whatever, gender, whatever it is. He didn't. He chose faith. And that's good news for you and it's good news for me. Because that means that you have a chance and I have a chance. Come on now. We need to get going into this now. Faith is beautiful. Listen, I've traveled all over the world. And I've seen homeless people all over the world. And I've seen poor people. I've seen rich people. I've lived in luxurious hotels. And I've lived uh, together with Pastor Juan on mission trips on not so luxurious hotels. Listen, it doesn't matter where we come from, who we are, what we have or don't have. God decided that it is what is in your heart. That that's how you connect with God. And anyone can have faith. I love that. Listen, before, before I put my girl to sleep last night, I asked her, so we are going to Kenya. So tell me, what is it that you want God to do for you in Kenya? And I said, Really say it from your heart. What is it that you want God to do? And she said, I want to have friends so I can do art with them and paint pictures and do things like that. I said, that's beautiful. Let's pray about that. Because what is in your heart, what is important for you is important for God. Yeah. Listen, faith is of the heart. I love that. Listen, there, there's this story in, in Mark, uh, the Gospel of Mark. It's about Bartimaeus, this man. If you've never read the story, it's a great story. But Bartimaeus lived in a place called Jericho. And every day he was sitting at the gate there, uh, uh, just outside the city. And he was blind. And the Bible says he was a blind man and a beggar. Okay? So he was sitting there and everyone knew him. Everyone knew what his issue was. Everyone knew what he needed help with. Okay, and one day God, uh, Jesus Christ, walked past him, and he heard that it was Jesus, and he and he 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 got up on his feet and he shouted, "Jesus, have mercy on me, Son of David!" But Jesus just kept going. I believe that he heard him, but but he wanted to test Bartimaeus a little bit, see what was in his heart. And everyone else that followed Jesus said, "Bartimaeus, be quiet! Don't disturb the master. He's just..." run a crusade here he's just done his thing he's on his way to the next place but Bartimaeus couldn't be quiet he shouted Jesus son of David come here and help me and the second time when he shouted even louder Jesus stopped and said bring him to me Amen. listen here Jesus knew everything about him the people knew everything about Bartimaeus Everyone, it was obvious for everyone what Bartimaeus needed help with. But Jesus asked him, what is it that you want me to do for you? Do you know why he asked him that? Because for Jesus, it's important what is in your heart. 
He doesn't want to just assume something on the, on, 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 on the outside, but tell me what is in your heart. What is it that you really want? Because what is in your heart and what you really want, it's important for me. I love that. So I'm telling you, if you're here this morning and you hear this message, I can't do anything, but Jesus can do all things. And I want to talk to you about faith according to the Bible, because faith is from your heart. And what is important for you and what you need, Jesus, he knows that, and for him that is important. Okay? I love that. Hey, let me tell you a story about myself so you get to know me a little bit more. But just like Pastor Juan said, and, and uh, I'm, I'm from Sweden, okay? So 16 years ago, my life really uh, fell apart more and more. Uh, but right when I was at my lowest place, Jesus saved me. And just a couple of weeks after, I started a Bible school. The most radical Bible school in Sweden, okay? So I had to move. Uh, it was 12 hours across the uh, nation. And, and I, I, was, I was pretty young. And, you know, I, I just brought the ne most necessary things. And I remember I only owned one pair of jeans at that time. Okay, so it was no, it, it, it was an easy, you know, decision. What kind of pants will I bring? Well, the only ones I have. That's what I remember, my one pair of jeans. And in this Bible school, at that time, this is 15 years ago now, I remember really reading the rules and regulation, the handbook for the Bible school. And it said, you're not allowed to show up to class with ripped jeans or holes in your jeans. I mean, nowadays it would have said you're not allowed to come to class unless your jeans are ripped and holy. But that was 15 years ago. And for me, it was no worries because I looked down and my jeans were perfectly fine. Okay? But a month and a half into classes, one morning as I went to school, I looked down at my knees and I saw them ripping. And I freaked out. Can you see me? I bent over and walked into church like this that morning, trying to be, you know, hey, what's up? Hey, you know quickly slipping into my seat and I managed to be there the whole day without being thrown out okay after that uh, I went back home and I had three jobs at that time to support me in school but that afternoon um, uh, I, I didn't go to work but instead I laid on my floor I remember this I laid on my floor and for an hour or so I just I just gave God all Every ounce of my faith that I could find, whatever it was, I just shouted out to Jesus, I don't need gold, I don't need silver, I need a pair of jeans. <laughs> Can you see me? I had two verses that I'd heard and that was on my heart and I read them over and over again. Can you see it? I, I exhorted everything, and when I had, didn't have anything left, I went to my notes and stole from other preachers their faith. I just need my new jeans. I just need jeans. And then I went back to church that evening because I was part of the worship team. Okay. So I was sitting there playing drums in the worship team. And all of a sudden, the door opens up in the back. And my friend shows up. He comes with two uh, bags full of something. And he said, hey, hey, just give me a second. Uh, give me a second. And he said, today at work. And let me tell you, this guy, he worked downtown Stockholm now in the fanciest jeans store, most luxurious jeans that I've ever heard of was there. And he was 
he was he was a site manager and like you couldn't buy jeans there that the, the cheapest ones were like 160 bucks okay so he showed up and he said hey today we got a shipment in but they had tagged the sizes wrong so the, they're completely new there's nothing wrong with them i just can't sell them so i was bringing some home is there anyone in here that needs jeans I was sitting there playing worship, and I was like, throwing my sticks away. I need jeans. Can you see me? And he threw me a pair, and he said, go to the bathroom and try them on. And I ran in. I put those on. And in that bathroom 15 years ago, God told me how much he loves me. Can you see? I love that. They fit perfectly. What was important for me and my heart was very important for Jesus. I just need you to understand that. Faith is very simple, actually. God made it simple. What is important for you is important for him. Can you see it? And let me tell you, shortly after that, I went to the mission field. I lived in Ethiopia, Africa. And you might be grossed out by this, but for me, it's a testimony. For two years, every single day, I wore those jeans. Every preaching, and I preached a lot, I share the story, what God had done to me. People came up and said, don't you have other preachings? <laughs> have you not heard what God has done to me? Come on. I love that. What is important for you and your heart, it is important for Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want to share very quickly here three indisputable facts about faith. Are you ready? I'm going to bring you into my favorite story in the, in the Word of God now. Uh, it's a beautiful story. Uh, it's in Mark chapter 2 and verse 1 through 5. And if you know uh, some uh, about Jesus and the Gospels, you, you know this story. Uh, Mark chapter 2 and verse 1. Uh, here's what it says. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get into Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And after digging through it, lower the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Wow. Now, if you're a Bible reader, if you've heard this before, you, you, you know already the end of this story, okay? Jesus Christ is healing this man that was paralyzed. He sends him away, forgiven, set free, and healed. And he runs out of the door, beginning a new life. But I chose these first five verses now because I, I, I found some, some amazing things there that I want to share with you uh, on faith. Is that okay? So if you have, if you're writing this down, I'm going to give you the first point here this morning. Expectation in the air makes all the difference. Do you agree with me about that? Expectation in the air makes all the difference. And I want to read Mark 2 and 2 again just to highlight this. Listen here. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. How many can agree with me that if you don't fit inside or not, not even outside the door, then there's a lot of people there. Can, can you see? No, he didn't fit outside his door either. There's a lot of people there. And I want you to get 
that atmosphere that day. It was almost like in this room during worship. You see, everyone knew that this was Jesus' house. And he's back in town. And, and, and he's, he's nice to those who be, need someone to be nice to. And he, he, he heals those who are sick. And he, and he, he loves them, those who need that. And he's just an amazing man. We need to go there. So the whole city was in uproar. And everyone tried to squeeze in to Jesus' home that day. Can you see it? It was such an expectation in the air what is going to happen today i know something is going to happen because jesus christ is here what will happen listen i when i grew up i i grew up i uh, was very very young eight or nine year old when when i was introduced to punk rock music in sweden okay my sister who's seven years old she introduced me to punk rock music as an eight-year-old kid Okay, and I fell in love immediately. So my, my whole teen years, teenage years, I was a punk rocker, and I love that. I, I kind of look like the way I look now, but but anyway, here's the thing. So so I loved punk rock music so much. So I said, so 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 I I I, I started to put on shows in my own city. Okay, I tried to get bands to come to my city and play punk rock music, mainly because I loved it. But 400 kids started to show up and we packed out this little tiny room every single time once a month punk rock music were played and let me just tell you something I'm, 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 I'm not going to talk too much about punk rock music today but I'm going to give I'm going to give it to you so so you know what it is at a punk rock show uh, there's a couple of things that's taking place first of all everything can and will happen Everyone is fine with everything, and everything is going to be okay in the end. That's, probably, that's basically the rules about a punk rock concert. So now I brought in bands, and 400 kids were just going crazy. And then one day, I got, I got to connect with my favorite band in Sweden. They were living hours and hours away, but I got them to come on a Friday night. And we packed out the place, and I was just standing in the back. I was looking at my favorite group now, just standing there with 400 kids going crazy. And I was like, this is great. Three, four songs into their set, they started to play my favorite song. Come on now. Can you see me? I'm standing in the back. I'm like, this is my favorite song. And something just happened with me. I can't explain it, but there was a switch. I just started to move forward. Can you see it? Pushing some people away, just moving forward. And when I was halfway to the stage, just everything went black. And I started to run towards the stage. I jumped up the start on the stage. I shoved the singer away. And I started to sing that song because it was my favorite song. I know that, I, I know that they wrote the song. That's why they should sing it. But it was my favorite song. Can you see it? And I looked at the singer laying down there, and he's like, yeah, go for it. I looked at the band, and they were like, you know this, go for it. Everyone was, it was wild. Listen to me. Expectation in the air makes the whole difference. I'm just trying to paint the picture of that day when Jesus came back to his house. Everyone was there. Everyone had a need. Some people had not even seen him or heard, heard him speak or, or, or yet, yet encountered with him. But everyone was there because Jesus Christ was there. That is what happened that day. 
You see, expectation in the air makes the whole difference. Oh, when I came in for this second service, I'm telling you, I, I, it didn't matter if I raised my hands or not, the expectation of Jesus was already there, okay? Because I was here for the first service. So, so I just know that Jesus is in the room and he's about to do the miraculous. Can you see it? Listen here. Faith is God's greatest invention ever. In Romans chapter 12 and 3, in the end of that verse, this is what it says. In accordance with the measure of faith that God has given me. Listen, no matter who you are here today, maybe some of you are thinking, oh, please move on from speaking on faith. It just makes me anxious. So much that I have to produce. Listen, you don't have to produce anything. God has already given you faith. God has actually given every single human being a faith. It doesn't matter if you want it or not. You're stuck with it because God has decided it. So you cannot say any longer, I don't have faith. You can say, I have great faith, I have small faith, I have big faith, I have tiny faith. You can say all that the, as much as you want to. You cannot say, I have no faith. Because God has given it to you. Listen, it's not the size of your faith that matters, really. It is what you do with it. Listen here. Jesus said, fix your eyes on me, the author. And the perfecter, finisher of our faith. Listen, you didn't do anything to author it. It came into your life. And you can't do anything to perfect it or finish it. It's all the work of Jesus. What your job is to just hand the faith that is given to you back to Jesus. And he will make that perfect, which is imperfect today. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 17. Jesus talks about the smallest kind of faith. That faith that is like a mustard seed. Jesus said with that kind of faith. You can move the mountains from here to there. And nothing will be impossible for you. I'm telling you it doesn't matter if your faith is huge or if it's tiny. It matters what you do with your faith. With the little thing that you have. You give it back to Jesus. And he will take it and run with it. Um. You see, someone says, I don't know if I still have faith. I hear what you're saying, but, but I, I only have hope. Hope is beautiful. Hope is great. If you have hope right now, I pray that it will be stirred up. Listen, hope is seeing a picture of a better day. That is what hope is. Faith is seeing yourself in that picture. So as we are preaching now, sharing the word of God, your hope will be stirred up and faith will be there. And whatever is in your heart this morning, that is what is, is Jesus will focus on because he loves you so much. Isn't that amazing? Second point that I want to make this morning is that faith from the heart is persistent and a bit crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, you might, you might feel like you just offended me. Well, maybe your toes were in the wrong place then. <laughs> everything that has to do with faith is always a bit crazy. I'm telling you, every single person that moved in faith in Old Testament, whether it was an old man, young man, old woman, young woman, whatever, child, whatever it was, they moved in crazy faith. The Old Testament and the New Testament. This is what it says in Mark 2 and 3. Listen here. Some men came. Can you say that with me? 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be important that you know that. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. I love this. You know, these guys now, can you see, can you see them? They, they heard that Jesus were in the city, these four guys. And they know that they just need to bring their friend that was paralyzed to Jesus. Doesn't matter how we do it, we're just going to get him to Jesus. So they, in the morning, they run in to this guy's house. And he's, I don't know if he's sleeping or if he's awake. Whatever it is, they just grab him, these four guys, because they're a little bit crazy. And they say, we are going to Jesus. Maybe he said, no. They said, yes, you're coming with us. They said, no, yes, come on now. No, shut up, we're going to Jesus. Some men came. You know, there's something about those kind of people. Have you ever met those kind of people? You know, they can't take no for an answer. I love that. You, you, you tell them it's impossible. They go, oh, I don't know what you're saying. I'm going to do it. They were those kind of people. Some men came and people approaching them said, you can't get into Jesus' home. It's packed. You can't even get outside of it. I don't care. I'm going to get my friend to Jesus. I'm going to walk on your head if, I, if it takes that. But I'm going to bring my friend to Jesus. That is what these kind of people said. I love that. I love that. You see, I, I heard this story uh, about a lady that was uh, born in Manhattan in the beginning of the 1900s, okay? She, her name was Gertrude, so her parents were from Germany, but she grew up, and when she was a young girl, she, she said uh, to everyone, her family and everyone, I'm going to become the best swimmer in the world, the fastest swimmer in the world. And everyone was like, oh, that's cute, you know? And she actually became the best swimmer in the world. She won several gold uh, medals in the Olympics and the World Championship. This is in the beginning of the 1920s. But when she was 20 years old, she started to say like this, I'm going to swim the English Channel. Now, in the English Channel is a super dangerous uh, uh, channel between France and England, okay? The currents are deadly, and it's, it's far, and it's just rough there. And at that point, when she started to say that, only four men ever had crossed the, from France to England, and many had died, but no lady had ever done it. And she was 20 years old, and she said, I'm going to do it. All of a sudden, everyone turned against her and said, no, 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 you, it can't be done. But the more she heard no, something grew inside of her. And she said, I'm going to do it. Two years later, when she was 22, she became the first woman ever to swim from France to England. Listen here. And she broke the world record by three hours. She just crushed the guy's time by three hours. Why? Because she was a little bit crazy. And she moved in faith. And the first person she met when she came to the shores of England was a passport officer that asked her for her passport. As she's swimming with her passport. Come on, I'll bring her to London. Crown her the Queen of England instead. But don't ask her for her passport. I love stories like that. It can't be done. What are you talking about? It needs to be done. It needs to be done. Thomas Edison was like that. He tried to get this electricity into that little light bulb to, 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 to make a lamp there. And he tried thousands of times. That's how the story goes. And all of a sudden, a journalist shows up and asks him this question. How does it feel being a failure? 
What do you mean a failure? I've created, invented thousands of ways the electricity doesn't come into a light bulb. I'm, 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 I'm very close to my breakthrough. I'm almost there. Can you see that? I love that attitude. Finally, after many other attempts, he made it happen. Come on now. Some men came that day carrying their friend because the alternative was death. The alternative was nothing, and they needed to get to Jesus. Come on now. Faith is always like that because it's from the heart. It's a bit persistent. It's very crazy because you need to get somewhere. Isn't that amazing? Faith from the heart is persistent and a bit crazy. Are you ready for the last point that I have this morning? Oh, I can see the Holy Spirit stirring up something right now. I don't have to do it. The Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit will respond to your heart's faith today. Not to anything else, but to your heart's faith. My point number three and my last point is that your faith will catch the attention of Jesus. Not your clothes, not your history, not your style, not, not your wealth or lack of wealth. Your faith will catch the attention of Jesus today. Let's read Mark chapter 2. Verse 4 and 5, here's the story. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. These guys are awesome. Can you see them? They've got their friends. These four men go, went and got their friend and they brought him to the house of Jesus and they couldn't get in there. So they saw a staircase up to the roof and they probably trampled people on the way there, but they needed to get to Jesus. And when they got up on the roof, I mean, they, they, they put down the guy and then they put down their backpacks and they all pulled out. Each one had a sledgehammer with them. Can you see them? I'm telling you, you might not see it in the Bible. I see it all over. What is the sign of faith that they sledgehammer? Because they went through that roof somehow. Can you see them? They're just breaking through that roof now. We are going to get our friend down to Jesus. Jesus is in there. You know, he's been teaching the whole day and it's packed. It's sweaty. Everyone has been waiting for days, months, years to hear from the Savior. And all of a sudden, the roof falls in. Can you see it? Everyone gets super angry and irritated. What is happening? And these four wild guys, they're like, they're like Braveheart. They're just, rah. When they're breaking through, there's sweat all over. There's saliva. Their beard is like full of saliva and weird stuff. And they're like, we finally made it through. And people go crazy. What are you doing? Don't you know that this is the Messiah's house? Da, 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 da. Everyone is in uproar. Everyone hates those guys except for one day. Jesus is standing there. Woo Here they are. I love this. I knew God was up to something. I knew my dad was up to something this morning. When I woke up, he said, gather all the Pharisees and those who think they know everything in my house and get them tied next to me so they will think that they are privileged because I'm going to show them something. And then the roof breaks down. Come on. Everyone's like, what are they doing? And Jesus goes, 
Guys, you know the scripture. You know what Abraham, Moses, David, Joseph, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel. You know what John the Baptist have said about me, that I'm the king of kings and the son of God and all this, the savior. Let me tell you, you've forgotten one thing. I'm also a carpenter. So don't worry about this little roof. I will fix that later. But right now, you need to see these guys because they have faith and I love it. Listen, you might have been under the impression that this story is about the paralyzed man. It's not. It was never about the paralyzed man. It, the Bible doesn't even say that the paralyzed man had faith. I don't know. Maybe he had a lot of faith. Maybe he had no faith. The story is about the four guys. Because when they break through the roof, Jesus looked at the four guys and he saw their faith. And then they lowered down their friend and their friend was benefited by their faith. Are you here today? Whoever you are, whatever you are in need of, I can't promise you anything. But I know one thing. Jesus Christ is here. And he has changed your life and he's changed my life. And he knows your heart. Can you see it? Let's stand up to here together. Okay? Uh, we are going to activate this here. Now I, I feel from the Holy Spirit that whatever you came with this morning, whatever is, is, is hurting your heart maybe a little bit, whatever it is, maybe it's a, it's a healing you need, maybe it's a relationship that needs mended and fixed that is broken right now, maybe it's something else, whatever it is, whatever is in your heart, I need you to understand this morning, Jesus, it's important for him because it's in your heart. Can you see it? Maybe you are standing in faith for someone just like these four guys. They didn't even come to Jesus. They didn't break through his roof and went through all these for their sake. No, they went through it for someone else's sake. Maybe that's you this morning. You've been praying for a family member. You've been standing in faith for someone for years. Right now, you're using that sledgehammer in the spirit. And you're knocking down walls. And you're knocking down the roof and the ceiling of the house of Jesus. Jesus, and you're lowering down that thing that you've been carrying. I'm telling you, God will honor faith. That is what he's doing. Okay, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But you know that you have faith. And you don't have to produce good deeds, works, or anything. But with the faith that is of your heart, you will please God. Isn't that amazing? Let me finish with this story. You see, in, in, in Africa, when I lived in Ethiopia, I got to know this family. Um, they lived on the street. And when I say they lived on the street, they actually lived on the street. Okay? They lived on the sidewalk. They ate there. They slept there. They walked there. That's where they were. If I passed them 4 a.m. or 4 p.m., they were there. This young uh, single mom, she had, she had two kids and then she had a third kid while I lived there. I saw these kids growing up on the street. When it was raining and a little bit cold, but when it was warm and hot, I saw them in every kind of condition. I saw them there. And I got to know them and I knew them for five years, okay? And in the beginning, I tried to help them uh, with everything practical. And it was a beautiful thing, but, but, but nothing really seemed to work. But I, I, I started to give them Jesus as well. And after a while, I was known as Pastor Sammy to them. Pastor Sammy. Uh, and I passed them all the time. 
And I didn't really think I made a big impression on them because I just stopped for a couple of minutes every other day or something, prayed for them, gave them something. But one night, I'm in my house, and the door is knocking. And I run to open, and here's the mom with the three children. And the youngest one was just an infant, and he's in the mama's hand, uh, arms now. And she says, he has fever, and I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. I, I don't have any money. I can't go to the hospital. And, and he's burning up. And, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I need to send them to a hospital. I need to give them some money here, give them a taxi or give them a ride or whatever. But then she says like this. But then I remember that you can pray to God, Samuel. She didn't even say I can do it. She, she said, you can. So I came so that you can pray for my son. And when I heard that, I said, I will not give the money right now to go to the hospital because the Holy Spirit is asking me to honor their faith. They came to me to ask me to pray for this boy. So I'm going to pray for the boy. I can do another thing, but I need to pray right now. So I lay my hands on this boy and my hand is burning up. And I say, in the name of Jesus, fever, go away. And then I say good night to them and they walk away. And in the morning, I hear another knock. And I run up, and I open up, and there he is. This little boy that was a year and a half or something, now he's standing up. And, and the mom is just crying, and she's happy. He said, the fever disappeared 30 minutes after you prayed. Isn't that amazing? Listen here. I want to tell you this morning, regardless of the size of faith you have, God always honors faith that comes from a heart. Always, I've never seen anyone being disappointed when faith is of the heart and simplicity. Jesus loves that. I wanna ask everyone to close their eyes right now. Before me and Pastor Juan and Deidre are starting to pray over you and invite you to the front, I wanna do something that is even more important than this. And this is, this is what I wanna ask you right now. I do this all over the world when I have an opportunity to speak. If you are here this morning, maybe you came with someone, maybe you're a guest, maybe you've been here a while, but you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never given him 100%. The Bible says that when you confess him, but you believe in him from your heart, then you are saved. I want to ask you, I want to challenge you to take that step first. Someone in here needs to come back to Jesus. Someone in here or many people in here that have never really surrendered uh, and, and, and given their lives to Jesus before you need to do that, before we move on. You see, the Bible talks about sin and sin is really not an issue for God because Jesus Christ defeated it 2,000 years ago. It is an issue in our lives because it pulls us away from the grace of God. But Jesus Christ right now will remove that sin in, in my heart and in your heart. But you need to give your life to him. So this is what I'm going to do while you are closing your eyes. I'm going to count one, two, three. And when I say three, I want you to shoot up your heart. Hand, hand, right hand, if you want to give, uh, if you want to receive Jesus Christ for the first time, or if you want to come back to Jesus right now. Are you ready? When I say three, I want you to shoot up your hand if you want to say yes to Jesus. Okay? One, don't think about the person standing next to you right now. It's not about them. This is about you. Don't let any pressure be, be, be put on you. This is your own decision. Two, 
Okay, I break fear in the name of Jesus right now. Two, and I, I just let loose faith right now. One, two, three, shoot up your hand. Oh, mama, oh, wow, 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 there are so many hands here. Hallelujah, keep your hands clo eyes closed. There are so many hands, keep them up, keep them up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he was not ashamed of me. And I'm so happy about that. So when I gave my life to Jesus, I, am, I was not ashamed of him. So everyone that has their hand up right now, I'm going to ask you and challenge you to come forward to meet with me right now. Okay, make your way out now. Yes, there's so many hands here that is going up. Come on now, come on now. Yeah, there's people coming. There's more people coming there. There were so many hands. Yeah, come on. I want to meet with you here in the front. Listen, listen here. You can stay, you can stay in your seat and receive Jesus. Absolutely. But there's something powerful about saying, oh no, I want everyone to know that I belong to Jesus from now on. This is wonderful, 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 wonderful. There are more people that are going to come down here. This is wonderful. Come on now. Oh, just like Pastor Juan said, we are going to be famous because we will become the wildest Jesus bunch there is. Oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Okay, whether you're in the seats now or in the front here, would you stretch your hand out? Everyone, stretch your hand out like you're receiving a gift. Okay, because that's really what you are. The Bible says that when you are receiving Jesus in your heart, he takes care of the sin in a moment. Okay, and he gives you everlasting life. He gives you something. He, he wraps something called grace around you. It doesn't matter who you used to be or what you have done. It doesn't matter. You see, you see, when you come to God, he will never ask you, what have you done? Where have you been? Do you know why he won't ask you that? Because it doesn't matter to him. What matters to him is who you are, who you will become. You're a child, you're a daughter in the kingdom of God. This is beautiful. Everyone stretch your hand out like this. We're going to do like this before we continue in the service. We are going to pray a prayer. And since we are in the U.S. now, I know that you are loud and crazy. So I want you to pray loud, okay? I don't want no sissy prayer here this morning. I want you to pray out like you mean it. Are you guys ready? Let's pray each and every one of us, okay? Let's pray from our hearts now. Say after me. Say, Father God, this morning I'm responding to your son's gospel. Jesus, I believe in you. I want to follow you. Help me. Heal me. Save me. I give you my life. Take my sin. And give me life. Say like this now. Holy Spirit. Show me Jesus. Holy Spirit. Help me to move with Jesus. And now put your hand on your heart. And say like this now. Say, Jesus, right now, I make you my Lord and Savior. I will not go back to what was, but I will move with you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, wow, wow. Let's give it up for Jesus. Let's give it up for Jesus. And Pastor Chris here, he will hand you something here so you don't have to move away. And now I want to 
invite Pastor Juan and Deidre up here on the stage because we are going to uh, let you start moving faith and respond to the to the message here. But I, I just love this couple and I honor them so much. So take it from here. Hallelujah. Those of you that have responded to give your life to Jesus, we want you to just, just stick around for just a moment. We're going to dismiss in a second with a blessing like we do every Sunday. But, be, but after we do that, our prayer team is going to come in a moment. And if you're here today, and there's something in your heart that you've come with today. Jesus cares about that. And we're going to give every person in this room an opportunity to receive prayer. Because God is responding to that area in your heart, that need, that area of faith in your heart. So if you're here today, maybe it's your family, maybe it's your health, maybe it's your finances, your work, your marriage, your job, whatever it is, we want to pray for you. And we're going to do that in just a moment. In fact, if our prayer team can come right now and... As our prayer team comes, folks just stay up in the, in the front, and our prayer team can just kind of even line up in front of these folks that are here right now. As our prayer team is coming, we're going to speak a blessing over all of you, and at the end of that blessing, if you need prayer for any reason, any reason at all, we want you to join all of these that are here and come down and receive prayers. What we do here every week, listen, you don't have to be a member of Victory to receive prayer. If you need prayer, then you come. And you receive prayer. Amen. Those of you that have responded, someone from our prayer team is, they're just going to um, just go over that little packet that you received. That packet in your hand, it's not about the church. It's not about the denomination or anything like that. It's, it's a tool that's going to help you as you take your first step with Jesus here. And so you make sure those of you that receive that, that, that packet to connect with a prayer team member and, um, and they want to just guide you through that prayer team. Let's make sure that we connect with these folks. And then anyone that needs prayer, you come down. How many love my brother Samuel here? Come on, Samuel. Gabrielle, would you come and join us as well? Let's fill out of the Holy Spirit to do this. And as they come. Let's extend a hand towards them. Yes, Lord. Faithful. You've been faithful. And God honors faithfulness. We're so proud of the both of you. So honored that you're a part of our lives. We love you. We care about you. We're so thankful to God for you. You are a revivalist. You carry the fire of the word of God in your bones. Nothing shall be impossible. Dream big because you serve a God who will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask in prayer or imagine. And so, Father, we thank you for this man and woman of God. Thank you for their children. Lord, you lead them and you guide them. And Father, they're stepping into a new season in the country of Kenya. And we pray that you go before them as a mighty man of war, preparing the way for them. 
God, be their rear guard. Surround them. You are the banner over them, and you sustain them. So, Father, we thank you that they are surrounded, not only by a cloud of those that have gone before, but they are surrounded by you, Jesus. And nothing shall be impossible. Father, we ask, God, that every financial need would be met. No striving, no stressing, no worrying. But, Father, that you would meet every need according to your riches and glory. Father, I pray, God, that you would go before them, that you would bless their family, keep them safe physically, that no harm, no sickness, no disease will come upon them. Bless their marriage. Bless their children. God, bless them, Father, in every way spiritually. Father, we bless them today as their church family. And God, we thank you for all that you're going to accomplish in and through their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now keep your eyes open. Listen, we're going to bless you. And at the end of this blessing, you come up if you need prayer and you receive prayer. Friends and family of Victory Christian Center, we bless you today. We bless you with faith to believe God for the impossible. Faith to tear open the roof of things that have been held back, things that have been pushed back, things that have been kept from you. We bless you with the faith to keep pushing, keep tearing roofs off, keep going after Jesus. Because you will see in your day that which you believe God for. Revival in your day, healing in your body, salvation for your children, breakthrough and the breaking of addiction in your family and your children in this region. We bless you that even if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, we bless you with the knowledge that it is enough to command mountains to move from here to there. I bless you to leave here encountering your God, forgiven, healed, and set free. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, if you need prayer for any reason, just come. A miracle is going to happen in your life. Now, prayer team, let's go ahead and connect with those that have responded today.